Welcome back to another installment of Pastors of Pain. We'll get to it in a minute, but this is the Pastorless of Pain. Uh, my amigo, Father Brian O'Brien, is incognito. Not, not, he's not incognito. He just ain't here in the studio with us at uh, Pete 94.3 and 780 AM. You can also find this, uh, this awesome podcast that uh, we've been uh, doing. I don't know. What is, how, have, you guys, have you guys heard this? Yeah, have you, have I've heard it's like 12, 13 episodes in. Oh, is it? Is it really? Oh, you'll find out who that is in a second. Mystery guest because of Father Brian O'Brien's out of town. Yeah, we've been doing this. I think this is like a 13, maybe 14 shows. And it seems to be going, I, I don't know if it's going well. What do you think, Bostic? I'm sure it's going fine. Are you sure it's going fine? Uh, are you, have you even listened to it? I have not, so you, I cannot <laughs> say from personal experience whether you, or not it's good. We're going to uh, find out. Yeah, I'm I'm putting Blake Bostic on the spot. Is it, would you say that's right, Stephen? Steve, Stephen Doran? Yeah, you seem to do that pretty well. Ah, uh, good, good, good. I like to watch him turn red and get embarrassed. Well, okay, okay. So I'll <laughs> the secrets out. The secrets out. Father Brian O'Brien is at a vocations directors uh, conference uh, this week with Father Michael Pratt, the vocation director of the Diocese of Tulsa, and like I don't know, well, there's. I heard the other day there was like 8,000 priests. That's that's probably not true. It was probably a couple hundred priests and big conferences and, uh, you know, just helping uh, men. The whole purpose of it is is helping men discern their vocation to the priesthood and to they have these talks for different vocation directors of like how to work with this generation of uh, young men. And speaking of young men, I got these two, these two awesome Hey. hey. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so... Stephen, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell them who you are. Uh, my name is Stephen Doran. Uh, I come from Southern California, a place called Riverside. He's, this is not a call-in show, by the way. He is living right here in Stillwater, America. Yep, yeah. So I moved here uh, last year, last August, uh, because I joined the organization Focus, which I'm sure you guys have heard of because of uh, Father Kerry and Father O'Brien. Uh, yeah, so I joined... Um, 2017, May of 2017, and then uh, they sent me to Oklahoma State, which is a fun story as well, being that I think I was supposed to be in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you got diverted by a hurricane, I heard. At least that's what I heard. That's the story. That's the rumor on the streets. I'm okay with that. Really? Okay, well, welcome here from uh, sunny uh, sunny California. You've been here? Wait, two, this is your start of your second year? Yeah, start of my second week. Uh, start of my second Se- year. Second week? Second week, did you say? <laughs> well, you feel, it feels like it. We're in, the, you know, we're in the fourth week of school right now at Oklahoma State University, and it feels like uh, it feels like one week has gone by. And you work with, what do you do uh, for Focus at Oklahoma State University at St. John Catholic Student Center? So my title and my role is more or less a campus missionary. And what I do is I, I invest in students' lives. Uh, there's particular men in which I've seen uh, initiate and have independent faith lives. And then I, uh, I try and bring them deeper and deeper to a relationship with Jesus, as well as uh, going with them and going onto campus, trying to evangelize and outreach and uh, see who we can show, I don't know, the joy of this relationship with Christ uh, with on campus. And then therefore, um, hopefully bring them into the church in, uh, in which Christ has set forward for us. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Did when okay when you were uh, when you were uh, what two years ago, you went on a mission trip. Oh yeah, so that that story is um, 
I was actually trying to impress a girl <laughs> and uh, by showing I was strong in my faith. Uh, but it, Christ used that very well and ended up having me go on this mission trip in which I learned about focus. And uh, on that trip, I just fell in love with what the organization was trying to do for the individuals and everything in between. Uh, so I applied, joined, um, yeah, like I said, May 2017. And then the, the mission trip was back in uh, March of the same year, and I went to St. Lucia in the Caribbean, which was Ooh, incredible. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, so you work exclusively with dudes, helping them grow in their their relationship with Jesus yeah. and the life of the church. Yep. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Blake Bostic, also called, well, he, Mr. Talks a lot. Mr. Talks a lot. He is basically, oh, yeah. he, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, has a, he has a difficulty, you know, with, with, you know, he just wants to talk all that's actually a lie. <laughs> That's a complete lie. <laughs> That's a complete lie. Blake Bostic, tell them who you are, if that uh, is your real name. Yes, that is my real name, Blake Bostic. I'm uh, coming from Cincinnati, Ohio. I uh, graduated from the University of Kentucky, and I also got sent here to Stillwater. To wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Time out, time out. Got sent here or joyfully accepted an invitation joyfully, to come to Stillwater, joyfully America? Joyfully accepted going to the <laughs> second most exciting state in the United States. Because uh, you're from... Next to Ohio. Uh, next to Ohio. <laughs> oh, another OSU. So you just... It's parallel tracks. No, no that's the OSU. The OSU? It but we're the real... Right. I think we're the real OSU. Like the TH is small and the real <laughs> is bold. Yeah. The real OSU. I'm sure I saw that somewhere. Yeah, it is. It's official now. I, I I don't know necessarily whether or not that's true, but we can registered go with trademark. It. Bottom right hand corner. <laughs> but yes, I'm a I'm also a focused missionary here. I'm actually uh, Stephen's teammates, so I working with him in that same reaching out to men on campus. And uh, the Lord's definitely been blessing us so far. Yeah. Did you have focused missionaries at uh, Kentucky, UK? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who who was uh, who was a focused missionary? Focus is Fellowship of Catholic University students. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Who was a focused missionary at UK that helped you out? Uh, two men in particular, uh, originally Mark Joseph, and uh, then David West. Really? And where are they now? Are they focused missionaries still? Or so uh, Mark Joseph is a regional director, and David and his fiance. Oh no, now. I'm- now, wife, Frankie Daher, are living in Maryland. Oh, sweet. Okay, and they both had a uh, big impact on your life, these two dudes. Oh, yeah, Helped huge you. impact. Uh, what, was it, what was it that they, uh, how is it they helped you along the, uh, along the way? You, you know, in your, in your faith life as a college student, as a 22-year-old guy. Well, uh, they had a huge impact in the sense that I wasn't even practicing uh, up until the- Practicing anything? Well, I mean, technically I was, I guess I would say I was Christian if somebody would ask me on the street. Okay. Um, but a very basic, like, yeah, I'm Christian, but I, I prayed occasionally, but that was it. Never went to church on Sundays. Okay. Prayed for a, a parking space or a bird. Yeah. Well, just, <laughs> you know, prayed for like the basic, like, oh, I want, I want to be happy. I want these things. Yeah. Um, Show then, me the money, yeah. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. We were all there. We were all there. Okay. And so what, what, what did they, how did they help you with that, like that change? So once I had this uh, conversion uh, over the summer going into my junior year, I had my, was led down to the Catholic parish on campus. I uh, was not Catholic at the time, so was very new to the whole uh, going to mass and the kneeling and all the 
the prayers that everyone Catholic had CrossFit, also known as Mass. Yes. You're moving. You're Love CrossFit. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, one of them just met me after Mass. Um, I just told him, you know, this is my first time being in a Catholic church. I don't know what's going on. I have a lot of questions. I've been told a lot of misconceptions about the Catholic church. So from that day on, they just uh, started meeting up with me and started going into some of the questions I had. And they were there with me every step of the journey, all the way through RCIA, and then into getting involved with the Catholic community on campus. Wow. Okay. Wonderful. Okay, so what is, were you taught how to pray as a kid? I'm going to come to you in a second, Stephen. So just, just, just be easy. Just be easy. Bostic? I'm taking it easy. Don't worry. Okay, okay good. I want to say... Probably, I cannot remember. Well, okay, too well, was it like, was it more like, like Talladega Nights praying, like dear nine pound six ounce baby <laughs> Jesus? Yeah, or probably, was it like a little bit more like that? Was it was a and you're like I could pray to whoever Jesus I want. You pray to adult Jesus, I pray to baby Jesus. Yeah, it was a really heartfelt prayer, like uh, you know the typical kind of what you see from Southern Baptist. Um, I was raised Southern Baptist, okay. so I was given a lot of that kind of upbringing. Okay. And um, yeah, that's you memorize the, the scriptures, which is awesome. Like yeah. you memorize the scriptures and you're taught, you know, the Our Father when you're a kid. Yeah. And, but I mean, eventually we just ended up doing non-denoms, but kind of the, yeah, a lot of that heartfelt, passionate prayer. Okay. And how did that, what was that change that occurred? Like when they taught, when these guys at UK started like helping you in your faith journey, how did that life of prayer change? I what, say, what did you do differently? So there's you got so, those things, and then what did you do yeah, differently? There, obviously, the vocal prayers, repetitive prayer, uh, then leading into the meditation and contemplation, which has taken my my prayer life to a much much deeper level level than I ever thought possible. Um, there's still a lot of that heartfelt, passionate prayer. That's you know the Catholic Church definitely doesn't huh. prevent that from being a part of your prayer whatsoever. Uh, I guess you could call it more charismatic. But um, but it, it gave me an opening to the med- more meditative, contemplative prayer life, which I had no idea existed until uh, entering the church. Well, okay, we're going to come back to that because I think that is uh, kind of the, the tipping point in uh, a lot of people's faith life is that they're like, is this it? Is it, is it just like I'm reading the scriptures, which is awesome. I can do vocal prayer, which is awesome. What's like, that's what's below that or what's more than that? Or how can I enter in a deeper relationship with God? Okay, Stephen. Okay, you yep. grew up in a, uh, like a big Catholic family. Tell them, tell them the, tell everybody the <laughs> names of your siblings and make sure you include yourself. Okay. Uh, it got bigger, just, just so you know. Uh, so it's my mom and dad, and then it's James, Gloria, Brianna, Carolyn, me, Mary, Patrick, Joshua. Andrea, Olivia, Josephine, Beth, Marcia, Tristan, Scott, Damon, Amelia, Eric, Layla, Emma, and then three of my sisters are pregnant. <clears throat> oh, my oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a ginormous family. Yeah, it's incredible. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not all your siblings. Give me just the... Just okay, the... just the siblings was the first half. It's okay. James, Gloria, Brianna, Carolyn, me, Mary, Patrick, and Joshua. Okay. And so I've met your parents, and they're pretty good folk. They're pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll <laughs> say they're awesome. Okay. They're amazing. And so uh, who taught you how to pray? In your family? Uh, well, absolutely my parents. Uh, they standard Catholic prayers, the Hail Mary, Our Father, Glory Be, uh, some of the things that go in with the, the Creed, Nicene Creed, and uh, more so the Apostles' Creed. Uh, and then, 
you know, Catholic school as well, you were taught uh, many different things uh, on on what what to pray about and what to pray for. Um, but nobody was really hand in hand. My father was the closest who was there and, right. and leading and modeling certain prayers for us. Uh, I remember him teaching us specifically like the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Oh, yeah, So sure, a couple sure. of those were brand new. Those were awesome, um, especially on our drives that we had. Uh, <laughs> on the dra- the family drives of yeah, playing the chaplet? Yeah, La- well, uh, we used to go to high school kind of far away, and so he would drive all the high schoolers because he worked down the street from our high school. <laughs> and it was either we were praying a rosary on the way to school or we were praying the Divine Chaplet of Mercy. On the way back? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So, what? Just this past year, uh, two years ago, you started getting right. involved with the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and you probably learned something new about prayer. Oh, hands down. Uh, what did what 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 was going on? What did they teach you? And how how did it help your relationship with Jesus and the the Father and the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I'm assuming when you say uh, what did they teach or who did they, it, yeah, it was yeah. focus in general. And, and I mean, actually friends as well. When I got more involved uh, at an earlier, uh, excuse me, later stage in my life in college, when I started visiting the Newman Center, which is uh, St. Andrew's for us, equivalent to your St. John's. Uh, yeah, a lot of friends were also bringing up Lexio Divina and bringing up uh, some of these other forms of prayer that I didn't quite dive into. And I just thought it was a lot of petitions and a lot of thanksgiving, you know, happy for what I have and then also offering up things I desired or, um, you know, things for asking for things from the Father, whether it's healings and or, you know, encounters or uh, opportunities. But what's changed a lot is this uh, definition. And I think, again, what our Protestant brothers and sisters have very well um, built in their their faith is that it's a personal relationship with Jesus. And by no means does Catholicism not believe that. Hands down, do we believe that? But uh, that the teaching of that, the modeling of that really wasn't as present, especially in my older years of life, uh, that Jesus is... He, he, he's really right there with you and he's present. He's asking you to have like a conversation I would with one of my brothers, with my, you know, my, my buddy Blake, um, and anyone else. Uh, and so what has drastically changed is seeing, seeing that personal aspect to it, seeing that Christ wants to say, Hey Steven, what's going on? How are you? What's up? You know, kind of that lingo. Okay. And how does he, how does he go about doing that? Uh, some, sometimes, uh, it's, he, he, He's con- catechism says God is constantly calling you to him, drawing you closer. And so sometimes it's uh, me understanding that as I begin prayer, uh, Jesus is just like, yeah, what do you want to talk about? What's going on? How can I help you? And then sometimes it's <laughs> – sometimes I'm in a difficult situation or I don't even realize things are going uh, kind of sideways in my life or – my mentality's off. Something is off, and I'm in, in sort of a, a weird place. That's actually God's desiring me to say, "Hey, bring me your problems. Uh, tell me where you're feeling low, and let me show you how to get out of it." Uh, and and so he he uh, well with with focus at least we have our our daily ho- uh, prayer, which is every Booyah. morning. Yeah, every morning we go to adoration. Eight to nine a.m. Praise God. Uh, yeah, we get there bright and early. And we just get to sit there and we get to really embrace his presence. Sometimes, often, my mind is distracted with any and every other thought out there. <laughs> uh, if I'm not busy doing something or I think I'm making progress, then I think I'm uh, devolving, actually. But, uh, yeah, so, so you know, how he goes about that is he, 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 you know, gives me an inspiration or he, you know, makes me understand that uh, it's, it's him who I need to be returning to and uh, derive, you know, 
pulling and deriving all these different wisdom from. Nice. Okay. Now, Blake Bostic. Blake Bostic, <laughs> you, you mentioned Lexio Divina and just contemplating the scriptures. How, how, is, how is that? Like those, I don't want to call them methods, but they are. They're like, they're methods of prayer. Of entering yes. into the scriptures, yes. of spending time with with God, allowing you know, like as Saint Ignatius says at the beginning of the meditations, he says, "Put yourself in the presence of God." Mm-hmm. He says, "Know God's awesome love for you, and then see Him mm-hmm. as you enter into the scriptures." See, how has Lexio Divina and this you know meditating on the scriptures uh, helped your uh, helped your faith life? Your relationship with Jesus and just, you know, all around transformation as a, as a, as a, not only as a Christian, but as a missionary too. Well, it's, it's obviously just matured it. So it's no longer this one way dialogue. It's now a two way activity and receptivity within prayer. Okay. What do you mean by one way dialogue? Hmm. So like before with that, like that vocal prayer where it's just like I'm asking for something or I'm just telling him about my day, it's me basically me me sending my information to God then walking away then like okay, <laughs> it's that's, like uploading that's my prayer <laughs> uploading to the yeah it's like somebody walks in the door like it's like you know when your parents ask you how was your day at school and you just yell at them like this is this is how the day went and then you go to your room because I slam the door and that's it <laughs> or walk good, outside good imagery. And, yeah. <laughs> that is a good that's a good analogy so you you walk in you yell everything at God in either a nice way or a really angry way. And then you walk away. And you just go to your room. Yeah. <laughs> and you go to your room. You think, you, think you, you did your part, so. But Check it, it off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, the lexia and the med- meditation, contemplation, uh, requires you oh, – requ- uh, no, am I good? Yeah. Uh, requires you to actually have those periods of silence and to listen to God speaking to you. Um, and sometimes that's just through the stirrings of your heart. Uh, through dis- you know the stirrings of your desires, um, through an image, through a word that sticks out in Scripture, w- yeah. uh, whether it was in a conversation that you had with a friend that day, uh, it's just really, you know, learning how to have a dialogue, a two-way dialogue with the Lord. Ooh, two. So uh, okay, I, I know I'm uh, begging the question here, but are you saying you can talk to God? Yes. Yes, I can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is, so, what does he sound like? What does it sound like when you talk to God, like Bostic? Does it sound like my voice? Does it sound it like James Earl Jones? Definitely. It's a. It's a little bit more calm. It's a little a l- calmer. A little, a little less sporadic. <laughs> <laughs> more consistent, maybe. <laughs> Probably more to the topic and, and like focus in conversation than you. <laughs> what? Okay, you guys are fired. You're totally. You're gonna go work for Father Brian O'Brien now. I don't want you anymore. <laughs> In, I would. That's a that's a tough question to answer, just because like we're all we're stuck to this physical, natural realm of things. That like yeah. when you think of hearing a voice, you want to like you, yeah. you want to compare it to a sound, yeah. where it's more or less like I said, like a stirring of the heart, like this oh, personal, okay. this personal voice that is able to speak to you without being heard. I, if that makes sense. <laughs> speak, to, speak to you without being heard. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, I want to go back to what Blake said briefly, too, about, like, when God, he, he speaks to your heart. And 
what what that does is that it allows you to uh, look at your desires and see where God's pulling you. Where are your desire, good desires that you have? Where's that? What direction is that pulling you? And then diving into that and seeing what that means to you, because you often have to not. It, it takes a much more than one minute, two minutes, even a day, to discern through and like think thoroughly through what it is that you've been given, whether it's a desire or image, or as Blake was saying, like a, a word or phrase that came out of scripture. And so mm. it, it often takes conversation with, you know, people like Father Care, like priests or someone we do trust uh, within like your own spiritual life uh, that you work through consistently. And um, like something occurred to me last year when uh, I was praying before mass and I was really discouraged. And I believe I was given, you know, the Holy Spirit provided a, an image for me of, of, of me like lecturing and I did not know what that meant or at least the ambo and I was you mean reading at mass reading yes, the scriptures sorry, at yeah. mass for the daily exactly mass. Okay. I just, and I saw and I saw the podium in which you stand at to do that and it was very confusing and then uh long lost father uh Lawrence comes up and asks me before <laughs> mass uh to to lecture and so it was, it was kind of an amazing yeah. thing and it helped me work through it a bit and I, huh. I realized even a deeper message was like that God trusted me with with his word as I was sharing with other people Sweet. So it, there's this initial there's an initial word or image or something that comes in through meditating on the scriptures or just sitting in the presence of God and then unpacking that mm-hmm. with them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it could take a long time. It could take a long time. It doesn't because we live in this like high speed internet, yeah. super fast culture. Yeah, instant gratification. Yeah. <laughs> instant gratification. So we're like, I want an answer now. Now, now, now. Yeah, an image I love to bring up with students is like, are you trying to text God? Like, are you, are you like tapping your finger? You just sent your message to God and then you're like, you're just frustrated the fact that you don't get a message right away. <laughs> you're waiting for the little yeah. thing that says red on the bottom yeah, of it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we, we have to get rid of that mentality yeah. of getting it right when we want it and recognizing that, you know, the Lord being that, you know, the Lord is outside of time, it's our, our concept of time can oftentimes get in the way yeah. of that dialogue. Yeah. So here, so you guys, A, do this first. Okay. You, the, not, not only focus, okay, by the way, I didn't learn this till I went to seminary, probably at the age of 26. And when I was like 30, when I did the spirituality here and I did the Ignatian uh, uh, novitiate, uh, with the di- with the Archdiocese of Denver uh, at St. John Vianney Seminary. You guys are getting this at the age of, what, 22, Bostic? And 23. 23. You got it at the age of 22, though, when you were oh, in yes. college, yes. when you are in college at UK, and then you got it just a couple years ago when you are on mission trip, right? Yeah, somewhere around 25. So you wouldn't have... If you hadn't gone to college at UK and got involved with Focus Missionaries, if you hadn't gone on this mission trip, the these things probably would... Maybe would have never been given to you. Or it would have been given to you later in life. Agree or disagree? Oh, totally agree. Definitely agree. Okay. So, is this good for college students, men? I, absolutely. I think, hands down, this is uh, just pertinent, important to every guy's life, understanding that, uh, there's a, I mean, there's a lot that goes on in my mind, and I think it's common to men when they pray, that it, it's consistently like, like I said earlier, if I'm not doing something and seeing these tangible rewards out of it, which is the opposite of what prayer can consistently be, especially since it might take forever to discern an image or a word or a phrase, 
then we think we're failing and therefore what's the point of doing it and so uh, if we're persistent and we persevere and uh, we're taught we're walked with men and like we're modeled by other men who we trust uh, then it becomes apparent that it has worked before in this man's life and many others and we can look to the saints and and on and on and even men in, in scripture uh, but that, that it's possible for ourselves. And then it creates all sorts of other virtues that come from it, more form- human formation, more spiritual formation. That's just incredible in everything. Okay, Bostic, you? You can't just say retweet. You have to uh, elaborate for this. Is, <laughs> yeah. this good, is this good for these college guys? Uh, because it was for good for you. And how do, how do we go about doing it? How do we go about teaching you know, 18 to 23-year-olds how to sit in the presence of the Lord and listen to his voice. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yes, yes, that it is beneficial for men to do this, especially I w- uh, just to bring up like the constant noise that people are just being fed um, in today's today's society, today's world, whatever you want to call it, is actually like teaching them how to, to slow down, to speed up, to actually to begin to contemplate and to meditate upon these these higher virtues, like like Stephen said, but more importantly, to then enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ and to recognize that this isn't like it can be this active and receptive place. So learning like not only how to give but also how to receive, which oftentimes is one of the hardest things for men to do is actually <laughs> learning how to receive. How to receive? Shut up and take it. <laughs> well, okay, so what does it mean to re- to receive then? I mean, elaborate on that. <laughs> I mean, okay. So I'm sitting. I'm sitting in the studio with, uh, you know, Stephen, who uh, grew up wrestling, uh, has been to wrestling tournaments, works with wrestlers at Oklahoma State University. Blake Bostic, who likes to camps, he's also known as Brazos Bostic, which is biceps, <laughs> because he's got these chiseled biceps because he sculpts them in the gym. Uh, and these Thank are you. these are men, man. They're masculine men, and. Thank you, Father Kerry. It's a, I know. You know what? I throw a compliment out occasionally to you all just to keep you around. I, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. What would you say to a, you know somebody who is in their in their mid twenties or thirties or forties or fifties? You know, they're they got a job someplace. Uh, maybe they're on the road. Maybe they're sitting in the office, and, and they or they're in a in a city and they're stuck in traffic. You've been in city stuck in traffic with in LA. What what do you tell them to do? How to how to enter into this like life of prayer, this intimacy? Uh, there there's some advice I got recently. Um, Father Mike Schmitz is a popular uh, priest from Minnesota area. And yeah, yeah, he, sure. He's got a YouTube channel, and he has this thing called you know, you you ask. Um, and therefore you, you invite, you ask, and then you accept. And it's more or less what you're doing is you're saying, God, be present to me now. Uh, and then you give up that time to God and then you receive whatever comes from it and you accept that. And I'd say, I'd say that receptivity part that Blake's talking about is that final part is like, whatever goes on, you accept. And even brothers coming to brothers, just saying like, Hey, I'm going to invite you into my life and I'm going to talk about things I'm not vulnerable usually about, but I need you to, I need you to hear this and I need you to take it. Um, you know, intently. And so, I mean, that's what some of this brotherhood is necessary, that knowing that we can trust these men to receive exactly in the vulnerability I have to give. Wow. Okay, Bostic, hit it. Yeah. So I would also say, like, look at your physical human relationships right now. Your best friends, how much time do you spend with them? And going into 
bringing that into your relationship with God, who you're supposed to have a deeper relationship with than anyone else. So first, recognizing like you, you have to have that consistency, whether it's right. just starting off with five minutes a day, is doing the five minutes every single day instead of doing three hours once <laughs> once in a blue moon, where it's right. having that consistency, like because that's that's really what speaks to how much you care about a person and like how willing you are to to let them into your life. So start off with that that consistency in prayer and like I don't want to say making it a routine, but definitely yeah. having it as a part of your schedule because the important things are in your schedule. The most important things in your life you will make time for. So having that consistency with God needs to be there. And it can start off very easily with 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night, or, you know, whenever you have your most free time. Awesome. Yes. Blake Bostic, Stephen Dorn, you, uh, you guys have filled us with a lot of info today. And I think you've talked more on this awesome Pastors of Pain podcast than I've ever heard you all speak. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> well, I, I know you're talking to our audience. At this, uh, well, we're out of time. We're done. I'm getting the hand signals over here to yeah. cut it off. Uh, awesome. Again, Pete 94.3, 780 AM. This is also on Spotify, iTunes. Pray for Father O'Brien and the priests of the Diocese of Tulsa. And God bless you. Have an awesome day. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this with these Thank focused you. missionary guys. Peace. <laughs>